Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Happy Friday. It's July 21st, 2023. Great to be with you on a Friday and every day here on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Much to talk about this morning, and we'll give the weather forecast for you as well. Coming up right after the news, we're going to be checking in with Doug Heck, of course, with our Inside Word and he'll let us know what great programming is coming up. And we'll also chat, I hope, about the EWTN family celebration. Folks, if you've never been to one of these, it is a blast. First of all, it's just really fun to to meet our listeners and our viewers, but for you to meet us as well, it's kind of like a, a personal thing. You get to, to meet us and we get to meet you because we know you're out there, but oftentimes because of the way radio and TV works, we don't get to meet people personally. So this is a really fun thing. Plus, it's just really neat to be able to go to mass together and hear great speakers. And there's a huge bookstore that they set up. So the EW Tim Religious Catalog is there. So it's a great place to, to shop for the latest and greatest in terms of books and Catholic materials and religious items and articles. And it's just a wonderful place. And it makes you feel so good because you realize, and we know we're not alone because of the Lord, but sometimes when we look out at the news and we see all the craziness out there, we do feel like we're the only one who feels this way or believes what the one holy Catholic and apostolic church truly teaches. So it is a great place to go to feel very uplifted and affirmed in the truth and the beauty of the Catholic faith. Plus, it's a lot of fun. And this year, it's going to be in Birmingham. So here's the thing. In addition to going to the conference, to the family celebration, you need to see if you can hang around, go in early or stay late, and then contact the network for an official tour it's a really fun thing to do and if possible you may be able to attend if they're taping or if they're doing something live to sit in on one of the shows to be part of a studio audience so you could just go to ewtn.com and check on their pilgrimage page or call the office and they'll direct you uh, to the place who can help you organize the tours and it's a really neat thing to do to see the the inside workings of this amazing network and I, I just really think it's it's a fun thing to go to very uplifting and we'll get the details from Doug as to what's happening and that's coming up at 15 minutes past the hour now speaking of EW10 and all of our wonderful partners so Anna Mitchell and I often email each other back and forth expressing our frustrations with the way the media cover particular stories. So we have Fact Check Friday coming up today, and it's funny because <laughs> Annie emailed me this story, and when we, I'm gonna have Annie read it to you, and she's like big like headline in her her subject line. What do you think of this story? Tell me what's wrong with this. And I wrote her right away, and I said they're burying the lead. They're making it all about this this woman and abortion versus what she actually did. In, in, in terms of not just killing the child, but trying to hide the evidence and bury the body. So that's just one example of how the media are twisting a story and making the guilty sound like the victim. And then there's another story I just sent Annie regarding an, an instance in California where a school board has voted to, guess what, <gasps> allow the parents to know when a child is considering transitioning. And now you've got city council people and others saying, oh, no, we can't do that because if parents are involved, it could harm the child. And yet just yesterday or Wednesday, I think it was, this same source that we use, and Annie and I will talk about this at the bottom of the hour, 
was using sound bites from a criminal expert on hate groups and how children are so vulnerable and can be influenced. And this is why it's important that they need, they need help in terms of making decisions. And this was in connection to an 18-year-old who decided that he wanted to be part of ISIS and he was on his way actually out of the country and they caught him at the Denver International Airport. But this expert is saying, oh, you know, uh, the, the part of the brain, and how many times have you heard Dr. Ray Garendi or Dr. Meg Meeker or Dr. Greg Potchak say this on the program about the part of the brain that can sense fear and harm and realize, you know, the consequences isn't developed until, what, early 20s, maybe 20, 21, 22 years old. But when it comes to joining a terrorist organization, kids need advice, they need input. But when it comes to any below-the-belt issues, forget about it, as my cousins in Jersey would say. All bets are off. So this is the disconnect and the twisting of the secular media. And then there's another story that we'll have this in the news in just a second. But there's another story about this young woman who's telling her, I mean, it's just so, her, her, her testimony about now detransitioning and what the medical community did to her. She's suing. Catholic News Agency has an excellent report. We're going to have that story in the news. But when you do a search online, very curious how the media are covering this outside of conservative media circles. So much to discuss with Anna Mitchell. That's coming up at the bottom of the hour in Fact Check Friday. And if you are a Catholic single, single and if you're looking for some great camaraderie and great support, or if you know someone who is single, you should tell them about the National Catholic Singles Conference, which is coming up right here in my hometown of the southeastern Michigan area. So much to discuss today on a very busy day, and we'll get to it right after we give you the weather and the news. And the weather, unfortunately, well, there's some good news in terms of maybe things are cooling off a bit. This actually was just updated from when I read it at 8 o'clock, so this is good. So we have a cold front, according to the National Weather Service, that will act as a focus of strong to severe storms. That's not so good. And heavy rain that could cause flash flooding, but it's going to cool things off. In the northeast into the mid-Atlantic, there could be an issue. An increasing moisture and instability in the southwest may produce locally heavy rain that could cause dry wash and burn scar flash flooding. And the oppressive heat continues in the southwest and south. So it's a mixture of good and bad news. It could cool off a bit. But coming with that will be heavy rain in some areas. Some other areas of the country still, as you'll hear in the news, still suffering from extreme heat. Already six minutes past the hour. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network. Let's get started with the news on a Friday. Louisiana becoming the 20th state to outlaw sex change operations for children after the Republican-led legislature there overriding the Democratic governor's veto of that legislation. The bill, which goes into effect next year on January 1st, will prohibit doctors from performing sex change surgeries on anyone under the age of 18. The legislation will also ban doctors from prescribing drugs that are meant to facilitate a sex change, such as puberty blockers and hormone therapy for patients who are minors. The representative who sponsored the legislation said in a statement, the override is a huge win for Louisiana's children, saying we made it clear that our children are worth fighting for. And this is one of the stories that Anna Mitchell and I will be discussing at the bottom of the hour in our Fact Check Friday. You can find this, by the way, on Catholic News Agency, and I highly recommend you read it. It's an excellent, detailed report on this woman's very, very sad story. Her name is Prisha Abigail Mosley. She's 25, and as CNA explains, she's detransitioning, and she was formerly known as Charlie. 
She filed a lawsuit recently in North Carolina naming her therapist, physician, surgeon, and their corresponding medical facilities who facilitated her medicalized gender transition to a man during her late teens. They're all defendants. It's the first lawsuit of its kind in North Carolina, and she alleges that medical professionals in charge of her mental and physical well-being during her formative years caused harm on seven counts before, during, and after her gender reassignment surgery by committing various types of fraud, medical malpractice, inflicting emotional distress, and utilizing unfair and deceptive trade practices over the course of her treatment for mental illness and throughout the gender reassignment process. She says she struggled with her mental health since childhood. She was sexually assaulted at 14 and suffered a miscarriage. At age 15, hospitalized for depression. By age 16, she was diagnosed with major depressive disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, and an eating disorder. She also engaged in self-harm by cutting herself, which resulted in a trip to the emergency room. And she says, instead of addressing my severe mental health issues and helping me feel comfortable in my feminine body, doctors and counselors pushed me into the belief that damaging my body was the answer. She also says she wants troubled teens who are looking for belonging and acceptance as she was to know they can be accepted for who they are. She says trying to change your body won't fix you Instead, it will break you. In other news this morning, an FBI report detailing allegations that a Ukrainian energy executive paid millions in bribes to President Biden and his son Hunter, as Brian Chuck tells us, has now gone public. Republican Senator Chuck Grassley released the report Thursday, which details an FBI source's conversations with executives from Burisma Holdings, a Ukrainian energy firm that hired Hunter Biden as a director in 2014. The source claims Burisma executives paid the Bidens in order to provide political cover for an ongoing investigation into the company and its owner during Joe Biden's time as vice president. No end in sight to the heat wave that's roasting much of the U.S., even though we do have some storms coming in that will cool some things off, but the heat in those areas already affected will continue. On Thursday, over 90 million people lived in areas experiencing dangerous levels of heat. Forecasters warning the heat dome is expanding in Texas and the southwest and could drag on well into next week. Meanwhile, as Mark Mayfield tells us, more weather records are going up in flames in Phoenix. The National Weather Service says the temperature at Sky Harbor International Airport Thursday reached 119 degrees for the second straight day, beating the daily record high by 5 degrees. It was the fourth straight day of hitting 115 degrees or higher and the seventh time overall that Sky Harbor has reached 119. Earlier in the day, Phoenix tied its record of consecutive days with lows above 90 degrees, which now stands at 11. The forecast shows Phoenix breaking that record on Friday morning as well as extending its record-breaking streak of days at or above 110 degrees. And wildfires are being reported across the western part of the country. Arizona, California, New Mexico, and Oregon all reporting new wildfires during this week's record-setting heat, as you just heard. Meanwhile, air quality in the northern U.S. is slowly improving as smoke from Canadian wildfires starts to thin. Michael Kastner tells us a tornado in North Carolina may be contributing to a drug shortage in the U.S. 
An EF3 tornado plowed through the town of Rocky Mount on Wednesday, causing considerable damage to a Pfizer facility that makes nearly 25% of the company's sterile injectable drugs used in U.S. hospitals. An official with the American Society of Health System Pharmacists says hospitals across the U.S. are already seeing shortages of sterile injectable drugs, and the tornado is likely to make that worse. Pfizer says it's still assessing the damage to determine the impact, but adds all the staff were able to evacuate. Russian missiles reportedly hitting grain terminals in southern Ukraine's Odessa region for the fourth night in a row last night. The regional governor saying, however, the attacks appeared less intense than over the three previous nights. This week's attacks following Russia's pullout from a U.N. broker deal, allowing safe shipments of Ukrainian grain through the Black Sea. Nicholas Burns tells us Chinese hackers reportedly breaching email accounts of top U.S. diplomats, including the ambassador to China. The officials say that this was part of what they call a targeted intelligence gathering campaign by Beijing. We are told the cyber attack was limited to unclassified emails here, but both of these diplomats were intimately involved in Secretary of State Antony Blinken's high-stakes visit to China that happened last month. Reporter Pete Alexander says the Wall Street Journal says hackers also broke into the email accounts of Commerce Secretary Gina Riamondo and Daniel Crittenbrink, the Assistant Secretary for East Asia. Blinken said he raised the issue of Chinese hacking when he met China's top diplomat last week on the sidelines of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations regional meeting in Jakarta. The family of a U.S. soldier who intentionally crossed into North Korea says they are worried about his mental state. The concerns come after no response from North Korea about Travis King, according to Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh. We don't know his condition. We don't know um, where he's being held. We don't know um, the status of his health. King's uncle Carl Gates telling NBC News a 23-year-old has been acting out ever since his six-year-old cousin died in February. He added he's still grieving and that had a lot to do with what he did. King's family is especially nervous because they don't know where he is. The Department of Defense believes the U.S. Army private is in North Korean custody. The nation's second largest teachers union says it's fed up with social media's impact on students. The American Federation of Teachers saying yesterday it was losing patience with social media apps that it says are contributing big time to mental health problems and misbehavior in classrooms nationwide. The union issuing a report warning that tech companies should rein in their apps before Congress forces them to do so. The Federation has 1.7 million members. And finally, in our new segment at 14 minutes past the hour, pop music icon Tony Bennett has passed away at the age of 96. He had been battling Alzheimer's disease for some time, diagnosed back in 2016. However, he passed this morning in New York City and began his career as a singing waiter in his native Queens. He was discovered in 1949 by Pearl Bailey, who asked him to open for her. Then he went on tour with Bob Hope. In 1950, he was signed to Columbia Records. And the following year, released his first hit, Because of You, that was followed by such classics as Rags to Riches and Stranger in Paradise from the Broadway show Kismet and what many consider to be his signature song, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Tony Bennett, passing away at the age of 96, his real name, Antonio Benedito. We'll be right back. May he rest in peace. Stay tuned. The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. Hosting Women Made New has helped me deepen my own faith, and I look forward to every weekend having those in-depth discussions with my guests. 
It's been such a blessing being a part of the EWTN family and carry on the mission that Mother Angelica started. Women Made New, Saturday noon Eastern on EWTN Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Hope we're having a beautiful Friday morning. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Doug Keck is our president and chief operating officer and joins us on Fridays for the Inside Word. Family celebration coming up soon, right? Yeah, absolutely. The end of August, uh, coming up on... Uh, August 26th and uh, in Birmingham and we've got a, a great program with some of our great regulars and uh, also we're going to have a Eucharistic procession because the focus is on the <gasps> Eucharist and uh, some great talks. Uh, Father Wade Menezes is going to be there. Deacon Harold Burke Sivers is going to be there. Jim and Joy are going to give a talk and do a live show with Jonette and, and Father Mitch and then a lot of the other uh, usual characters and the Friars will be there. So it's always a lot of fun as you know so well. And right. Great for people to meet people, whether it's at the author table or just our kind of family meet and greet. We can just come up and, and meet some of the people that you've become familiar with over the years who are thrilled to see you and mm-hmm. talk to you as well. Because we all know that it's it's really the power of the Holy Spirit and because of their prayer support and financial support that why the network can even do what it does. Yeah. I also think it's really affirming when you go to an event like that because and you, I mean, we know we're not alone because we have the right. Lord and the saints. But you do feel like you have, a you know three heads some, uh, all the time you look at <laughs> we were just talking about that during the break you can't make this right. stuff up so when you go to an event like this it's always so i think affirming and strengthening absolutely i think that's the idea of catholic radio that's the idea of ewtn that's the idea of our reach out on all these platforms is is to get people who feel isolated in this is paganistic secular culture which tells them that uh, everything you learned was a fairy tale and nobody really believes that stuff anymore and nobody lives like that. And if you do, you're really basically a bigot or a Luddite. And so this is the the ability for people, you know, to connect all the time, but then Mm -hmm. also be able to get together. And they have, you know, whether it's major events like a Napa conference or some others where people come together and, and get to exchange ideas and concepts and also some strategies with dealing with some of the things we're confronting in the culture. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, just camaraderie, just that idea. It's like when you go to mass 
and you look around and you realize, oh, wow, there's, look at all these Catholics here. Mm-hmm. These are all people just like me who are doing their best during the week to live out their faith. It's really, it's really a fun event. And I was saying, too, at the top of the hour, if they have time, maybe they can go in a little bit early and go for a tour of the studios because you're going to be right there in the Birmingham area. So Absolutely. You know. that, that's right there. And we offer those tours, especially mm-hmm. during that time. And also, it's, uh, it's about 45 way, uh, minutes north, but you can always get up to Hansville. Mother's Shrine, Beautiful. so it's not right by the network, but it's 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 certainly uh, not far as far as the drive from where the event is happening. The network, uh, you know, studios are more like ten or fifteen minutes away at the most, right. so that's really easy. And we would love people to be able to see the grounds, which they've become so familiar with over the years for the chapel and etc. So um, we, we're happy to do those yeah, tours. Yeah, it's so yeah. pretty. It's just and, and the, the bookstore on, on the on the campus in Irondale is right. great if people want to do shopping. Of course, they'll be shopping, right. I'm sure, for great books and religious items at the actual conference. As right. Know, we'll have yeah. our whole, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, our, our religious catalog will have a whole setup at the event itself so that people can uh, do their shopping right there. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. And we have a complete Spanish track, too. So and so all the information is on the website for the Absolutely. family celebration. Just check that out. Okay, programming. What's coming up in the next couple of days, weeks? Well, well tomorrow is uh, the feast day of St. Mary Magdalene. So we have a program on heart called The Exile of Mary Magdalene. kind of talks about some of the beliefs related to uh, her exile, possible exile in France. Uh, so people look at that. The other big uh, one that we launched this week is Faith of Our Fathers. It's on tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Highly recommend this original film that was produced by our team in Ireland about a Catholic priest defending the faith during the 19th century time of the English penal laws. Mm. And it's kind of a, a, a modern and a, and, a, and a look back at history and kind of, I think, hopefully gets the lesson out for a lot of people today to realize how much their ancestors gave up and suffered uh, so that they could continue to bring the truth of the Catholic Church to their children and going forward, and, and we should be careful about uh, throwing those things out with the bathwater, mm. you know, uh, kind of a thing. And, and I think it's very powerful, and I think it's uh, something that will hopefully give people an inspiration to realize also that for all the stuff we're going through today, look at these people. These people were martyrs, right. uh, latter-day martyrs, and, uh, you know, we had so many martyrs for the faith I think Father Mitch was saying the other day that uh, there's more martyrs uh, for the faith really in the last century than yeah. there was in the history of the church. So right. it's not that things are, are, are so great and we, we need to stand up for the faith and we need to be strong and not let people or anybody, even people inside the church, dissuade us from what we know is the truth. Mm-hmm. Also this Sunday, we've got the Holy Mass on the World Day for Grandparents and the mm-hmm. Elderly. So uh, at my advanced age now, I'll be paying attention to that. That's at 4 a.m. <laughs> and at uh, encoring at noon, uh, of course, some of our seniors Well, me too, because I'm a great auntie. Four. Not a grandparent, right. but I'm a great auntie. So, uh, well, yeah. you're a great friend, too, and a great Aww. great radio host. So, Thank you. And we also have Vaticano on the 55th anniversary of Yamani Vitae airing on Sunday as well. And a special program, Living the Mass with the Missionaries of the Poor. You know, the great father, Richard Holung, and his mm-hmm. his uh, brothers and priests, uh, such holy men. Uh, they talk about the power of the Mass, which is really, really important for us to understand, especially of the real presence. And then we've got the Feast Day of St. James coming up on Tuesday. A couple of programs having to do with that. One with uh, Father Nathan Cromley, CSG, who led a group of young people on, uh, you know, 
the way of Compostello. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 60 wow. miles. So that was a good program we did a couple of years ago if people haven't seen it. And then Thursday, Mother Teresa, No Greater Love, wonderful, wonderful uh, documentary on Mother Teresa that the Knights of Columbus put together that's on Thursday next week. So EWTN.com for all the latest, greatest. And, of course, the other thing going on is coming up soon within two weeks, we've got the Knights of Columbus the following week, oh. uh, which we'll be doing out of Orlando. Their At the same conference. time, yeah. right, we'll be doing World Youth Day, and we're going to be doing that uh, in multiple languages and have an incredible footprint. Peter Gagnon and his team have been working closely with Matthew Bunsen and his news group and also the uh, team out of Rome uh, to really put together some wonderful, wonderful coverage. There'll be uh, no question we'll have it blanketed and covered and uh, hopefully uh, bringing much of the positive aspect of the conversion of young people to Jesus Christ, which is what EW10 is all about. Well, I'm hoping that we can uh, grab a few of those wonderful people. I'm sure we'll be able to on, on, to talk to them on the show, especially Matthew, You know how it's going, Absolutely. what it's like there, and, and mm-hmm. really how, how the kids are. As I say kids. Well, they're kids to you and me, but you are, right, right. You know, the young people <laughs> and, and how they're being affected by this. Because we know so many vocations come out of World Youth Day. Over and over again, we hear those stories. Absolutely. And and again, as you indicated, the idea like a family celebration, this is an exponential family celebration. Mm-hmm. This is young people around the world, or even more in, in living in, in, in a secular universe on the Internet and in the virtual world where tells people that they are either God or there is no God, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of a situation. And they really, they need that support. They really need that bolstering to see that there's other young people and, and brilliant, you know, good-looking, hard-working people, intelligent people, all kinds of people, you know, make up the body of Christ. And it's not something that the culture tells you, well, this is for losers. These right. are people who are really desperate. They've got to hang on to something. Something, you know? so they hang on to God because they yeah, have nothing exactly. else. Yeah, exactly. And, and mm-hmm. you're too good for that because you're so right. wonderful. Uh, let's take another selfie uh, kind of a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I think it's really important uh, to follow up on your point to have that meeting of the, so many people around the globe. And again, the universality of the church mm-hmm. and the connectedness. And it's wonderful to have fraternity with everybody else, too. That's wonderful. But uh, that comes out of our love for Jesus Christ. Right, because we're made to relate, created to relate. Doug, yeah. always great catching up with you. Have a great weekend. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. So much great programming, folks. Check it out online, EWTN.com for all the details. And if you can, get to the family celebration. It is a blast, and it's so uplifting and informative as well. We'll be right back. Fact Check Friday coming up. Anna Mitchell is going to be joining me for a great discussion. Stay tuned. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church, we speak of seven gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. What is idolatry? Idolatry is the worship of false gods. 
Paragraph 2112 in the Catholic Catechism tells us that Scripture constantly recalls the rejection of idols such as silver and gold fashioned by men's hands. Such empty idols make those who worship them as empty and dead and lifeless as the idols they create. The one true God, on the other hand, is the living God who gives life and who intervenes in history. Paragraph 2113 warns that man commits idolatry whenever he reveres or worships a creature in place of the Creator, whether it be power, pleasure, ancestors, the state, or money. Jesus Christ warned us that we could not serve both God and mammon. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. Fact Check Friday. Every Friday we do this. I've been doing this since uh, 2020, just trying to discern and dissect and help you do the same with the media because there are so many issues, and we have to be so careful about where we get our information because... Oftentimes, many people are formed by the media versus the church. So I go on to my email this morning, and my little sis, I, I can't call her Anna, even though her official name is Anna Mitchell from the Sunrise Morning Show. It's always been Annie Banani to me, but Annie sends me this story, and big, bold letters, tell me everything that is wrong with this story from our venerable newswire. And so the story is about a Nebraska teen who is now in big trouble because she buried the remains along with her mother, of her aborted baby, but that's not the, the angle that the media came up with. The media made it sound like she is a victim and not the problem. And so the, the problem is those who are going after her because she used abortion pills. So, so Annie, I, I, this is what you and I do all the time. And we send each other emails, just like I do with Vanessa Denhagarmo, the same thing. We go back and forth because we've been in the media. That's our background. And it's extremely frustrating when we see these stories twisted. So first, tell our listeners what struck you about this particular story. What struck me, what didn't strike me about this story, <laughs> Teresa? You know, Matt, Matt Swain and I often joke on the morning show that a full half of my job is rewriting stories from the newswire. I say the same thing. Yep. so mm-hmm. wrong and so misleading. I mean, this is incredibly egregious. Can I read the story as is on the Newswire? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is what our Newswire wrote. This is as is. A Nebraska teenager who used abortion pills to end her pregnancy is going to jail for 90 days. 19-year-old Celeste Burgess was sentenced Thursday after she pleaded guilty earlier this year to illegally concealing human remains. She and her mother were charged last year after police obtained her private Facebook messages discussing plans to end the pregnancy and, quote, burn the evidence. Police say 42-year-old Jessica Burgess had ordered abortion pills online and gave them to her daughter in April 2022 in the beginning of the third trimester of Celeste's pregnancy when she was 17. The women then buried the fetal remains, according to police. It goes on from there to talk about the mother. Now, First of all, the lead of this story, which is how everybody is its going to frame how people read this story. Exactly. A Nebraska teenager who used abortion pills to end her pregnancy is going to jail. Right. And then the second story, the second line is what tells you why she's going to jail, which is for illegally concealing human remains. Human remains. It has right. nothing to do with the fact that she took an abortion pill. And I went, Teresa, and looked up 
Nebraska State Code on the abortion law. This is what Nebraska State Code says. Any person who intentionally or recklessly performs or attempts to perform an abortion in violation of Section 283.106, which is on the abortion law, is guilty of a Class 4 felony. No penalty shall be assessed against the woman upon whom the abortion is performed or attempted to be performed. So basically they're lying and they're making it sound as if this woman is, is, is being persecuted under Nebraska law because she used abortion pills, when that is not the case at all. So this is the whole agenda-driven lead-ins. And this is what I wrote back to you. First of all, they buried the lead because the story is the whole way the remains were treated. And, and don't you love the way they talk about fetal remains and not, oh, and not a child? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So this is the thing. We pick these kinds of things up all the time, uh, Annie, but how important is it for, for us to share this with people so they can understand how the media are twisting and trying to get us to think a certain way? Well, yeah, because we need to always look at everything through the aspect of, first of all, as Catholics, but just as human beings in general, our, our starting point should be on the dignity of the human person. And so we should look at this as a tragic story first of all, that a, a girl who was 17 years old was given an abortion right. pill in the third trimester. Mm-hmm. I believe the FDA just um, expanded use of the abortion pill, their approval of it, up to maybe 12 weeks. And she was in her third trimester. trimester. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. was, and, and this brings up a whole other issue, Teresa, about mm-hmm. the abortion pill issue and the fact that they're trying to, the, the, the pro-abortion forces in our country are trying to expand access to um, mail-order abortions, you know, mm-hmm. getting, getting these um, abortion pills in the mail. And you don't think that women in their third trimester are going to try to take these and end their pregnancies? Do you know how dangerous that could be? But again, no emphasis on the dangers, the medical dangers, no. no emphasis on that. But let's make this girl and this mother the victim because, oh, those poor people, they were just trying to access reproductive freedom. Okay, here's another one. This is, I just wrote you back before we came on the air. This is another one. Now, do you remember, uh, Annie, because we use the same news service, mm-hmm. I think it was either yesterday or Wednesday, the story about the 18-year-old who was trying to join ISIS and they caught him at the Denver airport. You remember well, that story? Yeah. And, and, and there were sound bites at the same wire service where this criminal, this criminology expert was saying, well, you know, when young people are, are you know, going through, if, if they're having an identity crisis or if they're being pressured, there's peer pressure, and, you know, this is a way for them to feel like they belong, but they really need help in decision-making. I'm paraphrasing what she said, but basically uh-huh. she's saying that she sees this repeatedly in terms of young people not, and then she says in the soundbite, the part of the brain that makes these kinds of decisions isn't formed until their early 20s. All right, so listen to this story. Uh-huh. Now think about that. California Attorney General Rob Bonta is responding to a Southern California school district's new policy of notifying parents if their child identifies as transgender. The United School District in Chino, California, approving the plan last night that gives staffers three days to alert parents. The new rule will also apply where students request a pronoun change and want to use a different gender's bathroom or want to be called a name different from the one listed on the official school records. In a letter to the district, the attorney general urging the officials to prioritize, prioritize student privacy. He says it is a student's right to decide when and with whom they share this information. He also added that parental notification could potentially put a student in a harmful 
situation. Hey, Teresa. I have a daughter Mm -hmm. who, um, if she needs to go to the dentist to have a cavity filled, has to have my permission Mm -hmm. to be able to undergo that treatment. The dentist needs my permission to undergo that treatment for a cavity to be filled. And you're telling me that this kind of stuff doesn't need parental involvement in any way, shape, or form? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? And where are the media asking questions? And where's this wire service, the same one that used that story within the last two days of this expert claiming that an 18-year-old, somebody who's out of high school, can't make up his mind because he's being pressured and needs needs, counseling and and real discernment and people to help him. And yet you're in high school... And parents shouldn't be involved when they're starting down this path. It's amazing the disconnect. When you start, when you start involving um, issues of sexuality, whether it be, you know, getting pregnant and not wanting to be pregnant or, you know, wanting to change, quote unquote, change your gender. When you start moving into that realm, the, the complete disconnect from yep. reality is just unbelievable. Yeah. Well, Annie, great discussion. I wish we had more time. We'll have to have you back on. And I know we keep each other, you know, sane by sharing these these stories and talking about it. Anna Mitchell from the Sunrise Morning Show. Tune in Monday morning for the wonderful Sunrise Morning Show with Annie Banani and Matt Swaim and many other wonderful people. We'll be right back. Time is God's creation. He actualizes his plan of salvation in time and in space. We live at that interface between time and eternity, and that is never more visible to us as in the liturgy where heaven touches earth. That's where our attention catches a glimpse of eternity. And then, unfortunately, the veil falls too quickly back over our eyes, time passes, Memory fades, willpower weakens, our attention gets restless and flitters uh, between the urgent and the important, the trivial, the profound. In and of itself, time serves nothing. It improves nothing. But through the church calendar, Christ is restructuring time to assist in our sanctification. Cresta in the afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. What can we learn from a 102-year-old doctor? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. It turns out we can learn a lot. Dr. Gladys McGarry is 102. While her tips for a long, healthy, and happy life are not all faith-based, they are worth considering. The good doctor suggests we get nine hours of sleep a night. We spend time with loved ones and build community. This is what parish life can help us achieve, right? She wants us to find and keep finding purpose in life, even after age 100. She says we need to walk, to move more each day. Even at 102, her goal is 3,800 steps a day. She suggests we avoid smoking and drinking alcohol, too. She wants us to find more love and laughter in life. Further, be a good listener. Get a load of this. She says, listening without love is an empty sound, but listening with love is understanding. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Big issues, and um, so looking forward to that. 
39 minutes past the hour, wrapping up a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connections. So excited, the National Catholic Singles Conference, not that I can attend because I'm married, but maybe I'll sneak in and listen because they've got great speakers. It's coming up in August, and it's taking place right in our own backyard in southeastern Michigan at a beautiful retreat center, the St. John Retreat Center in Plymouth, Michigan, which is a lovely, lovely suburb uh, in the Detroit area. It's a suburb of Detroit. And so excited to promote this, both on Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Anastasia Northrup is the director of the National Catholic Singles Conference. Anastasia, this is very exciting. I think you're going to love southeastern Michigan if you haven't been here yet. So first of all, tell us about the conference. Give us all the housekeeping details in case people want to check it out. Sure, yeah. It's coming up um, August 25th to the 27th, so quickly next month. And it's going to be, at, as you said, at St. John's Resort in Plymouth, Michigan, um, I've never had a conference at a hotel where the Blessed Sacrament is present, so I'm there very excited about that. It's there in this beautiful chapel that's there, and uh, I mean, we always have our Adoration Chapel, too, but that makes it extra special. Um, and then we have, like you said, a great lineup of speakers. Um, we have uh, Pete Burak with Renewal Ministries, you know, a local favorite who will be there. Um, and we also have J.P. DeGant. He's co-author of The End Game. Um, they work on... Uh, renewing faith and family and relationships in the church today and uh, he's with communio and then we have steve bacorny with freedom coaching and he's a big theology of the body um fan and and integrates that into all of his work and margaret vasquez with sacred heart healing ministries uh you know we always have healing as one of the Mm -hmm. components of our our um, conferences because we all need healing so um and then we along with all the conferences they uh Speakers, we also have the, you know, mass, adoration, confession, so it's like a big retreat, and then the social aspects. You know, we have lunch, we have, you know, other meals, we have a dance, so it's just a big fun time and very encouraging to be together with amazing single people from all over the country and beyond. So how do they register? NationalCatholicSingles.com is the best place to go? Yes, exactly, NationalCatholicSingles.com. And we have an online, if you can't make it to Michigan, we will have a virtual option too but obviously if you can make it in michigan that's the that's the ideal yeah it's a really pretty location and you're going to be uh, going anywhere outside the actual uh, retreat site or just going to be staying there for the weekend well actually so um we started the tradition of pre and post events um the, the conference started in 2005 so this is actually a 22nd conference wow and we've had it all over the country and you know wherever we go people want to see the local area and what there is to see so we have um, pre-events starting on Wednesday, paddling down the Huron. We have um, a tango night. We have uh, a pilgrimage to the different churches in oh, good. Um, good. Detroit and the Solanus Casey Shrine on Thursday. I was going to say, Solanus Casey, got to hit that. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, Henry Ford Museum, and there's a beach trip Monday. And so we have a whole lineup of pre- and post-events that are, you know, obviously optional, but if people want to come early and stay late, you can make your um, end-of-summer vacation there and yeah. with a bunch of new friends. Can I make a can I make a suggestion? In addition to the sure. Solanus Casey Center, which is awesome, I would hit Saint. Do you have Saint Anne's on on the map? Saint Anne's Basilica. Yes, that's okay. That's good. Part of that pilgrimage day on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so that, and of course, our our cathedral is beautiful. And then for something fun, with a Detroit theme, if you have time when you're downtown and it's a little bit it's a little bit north of downtown, called the New Center area, but hit the Motown Museum, which is really fun. 
Okay. Yeah, cool. so just check that out. Anyway, just give you a little, little insider tips. And if you want some good restaurants, let me know and I'll send you an email. But anyway, let me talk to you about what are the issues do you think right now, Anastasia, that Catholic singles are, are struggling with or they want to hear more about? What are they looking for right now, do you think? Sure. Well, you know, we just had a, a, one of our online social and monthly socials recently, and we asked that question. And um, it, it kind of goes along with, you know, what's been consistent. I mean, yes, singles who want to be married, they want to find a spouse, right? But in the present moment, you know, when you're single, the biggest need is community, you know, because we can't mm-hmm. live our Christian life by ourselves. And right. I think sometimes we might think of that as a luxury or something, but no, it's really a, a necessity. And so that's, you know, one thing that I'm very happy that, that we can provide here is is the, um, the community aspect. And I think, too, as far as struggles, I mean, um, it's it's difficult in in today's society because we have a society that's objectified people, right? And so I think sometimes that can seep into our Catholic brains even. And so we start thinking of, you know, meeting somebody of the opposite sex and just think of them as a checklist or something. Um, Or we can also think that, you know, because of all the online options, which I'm very grateful for, you know, Catholic Match and the other sites because, Mm -hmm. you know, people meet and get married and have wonderful marriages. But we have to make sure we're not looking at other people as, you know, like a, a shopping list or something like that, or thinking that there's just ultimate, you know, a million choices out there that we can we can have, because I think sometimes we just get paralyzed by the, mm-hmm. the choice thing. Like there's, you know, I'm never going to be able to like commit to one person because, you know, the next person could, could be my soulmate or something. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different, I think, uh, perspectives that we get through society and the culture that are not helping us reach those of us that want to get married right they're not helping us reach our goal of of, um getting married um that's not the only goal of singles right (laughs) that's only part of it but um and really the conference isn't about matchmaking it's about the community and the formation and um you know personal growth and everything but if you do meet someone that's a great place to meet someone of like you know like-mindedness and it's really important though because there's a variety of issues and i can't even imagine well, the challenges that are out there for, for, well, for everyone when you're still, you know, working out there in the secular world and then trying to navigate the whole culture. It's, it's, it, there's got to be so much pressure. Talking with Anastasia Northrup, the director of the National Catholic Singles Conference. In terms of those attending, is there, is there a common age or does it uh, spread across different uh, decades in terms of those attending, Anastasia? And we have a very wide age range. So people start coming mid to late 20s and then we have a lot of people in their 30s 40s and 50s and then mm. um beyond so it's kind of like a bell curve um yeah <laughs> so we we I, I never felt called to put an age age on it yeah on it. which and is good so i figure whoever the lord wants to bring um they can bring in it's really a it's a slice of the church right because we have people of all ages that are single in the pews and so for the conference that's what what's what we have present and you know when we have our other online programs um, like study groups and things like that, where people get together for eight weeks, you know, that we do break that down into, you know, age brackets, but you'll find everybody at the conference. So whatever age you are and single, (laughs) you'll, you'll fit in. And the website again, nationalcatholicsingles.com for the National Catholic Singles Conference coming up in southeastern Michigan at the end of August. And there's also a pre and a post event that sounds like a heck of a lot of fun, which I would really encourage because our area is, and oftentimes, I know this is a shock, Anastasia, but the Detroit area gets a bad rap from the media. (gasps) 
I'm shocked and appalled. <laughs> There's so many great things. I'm glad you're going to the Henry Ford, the museum in Greenfield Village. It's just awesome. It's just an incredible place of history and, and so many wonderful things that are, that are gathered there. How do you decide the, about the speakers? What kind of discernment goes in each year to this? This is a pretty big deal, getting these speakers. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I have always from the beginning, you know, the, the foundation of my work has been John Paul II's message his theology of the body and his understanding mm-hmm. of the human person. And I just thought, you know, if people could know better what it means to be male and female and how to have good relationships, then they could have better dating and therefore better marriage, you know, vocations and, and re- vocations to the religious life, too. So that was kind of the idea way back in 2005. And I mean, little did I know what was going <laughs> to, what, you know, 15, 18 years down the road was going to bring in that regard. But Right. And, you know, so formation has always been a big deal, and and um, John Paul work, John Paul's work is definitely a foundation of it. But then also, you know, just this, I always want the speakers to address not only how to have you know, good male female relationships, but then also you know personal healing, personal growth, your relationship with God, and then also you know as singles we have to be able to make a gift of ourselves in the present moment, and so that's something that we. Um, it's kind of like walking a tightrope, right? Because let's say you want to get married, but then you also can't just be spending your single life waiting around, right? You want to be spending that, making the gift of yourself to other people, to those in your life, to making a difference in society and in the church. And so that whole idea of making a gift of oneself and going out and evangelizing and, um, you know, really being Christ in the world right in this present moment, that's another one of the themes that we have. So I always try and pick speakers that can address those various themes throughout the weekend and hopefully people come away encouraged and also with practical tools that they can implement in their lives um, to live better lives and um, improve their relationships as well. So is there one fee that you pay for the whole uh, event? Uh, Yes. So we have the registration rate, which includes the speakers and mass and I mean, all the exhibitors and the lunch on Saturday and the dance on Saturday night. Uh, we, we have a reception, a welcome reception Friday night. And then we do have a couple extras that um, we have a special JP2 reception that if you want to add that on, you know, for your dinner on Saturday night, you can do that as well. And then the pre and post events, obviously those are optional. And so mm-hmm. whatever costs are associated with that, people, you know, just sign up for that. We try and keep them as um, affordable as possible so that as many people can participate. And then too, we do have some partial scholarships, you know, for those in financial need, because we don't ever want that to be a, a reason why people can't come. Now, do you find, and I notice on the website, it says people come from around the world. Do you find that the area that you're in draws a lot of people as well? And in, in terms of the diversity of where people are coming from for the conference, how's that been working out? Yes, we always have people that come from all over. Last year, we had, you know, people from Australia, somebody from um, the Philippines come, and of course, Canada would have more Canadians. Um, from, you know, being up there in uh, the Detroit area. Uh, but we do obviously have more um, that come lo- locally just because they don't have to buy a plane, plane right. ticket. Right, so and, it's more, know, a little bit more affordable even... maybe for them. They don't have to buy the plane ticket, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and if they're really local, you don't even have to stay at the hotel. You can right. just, you know, register for the Although so... I think they should, though. Auntie T is saying you should because it's a great – you've got to get away. You know, when you're going to get away, That's get true. away. Even if it's in the, in your own backyard, go stay, just be there. That way you don't have to go back and forth. And then you get that whole experience, right? I mean, it's, it's a because you're exactly. there for the whole retreat. You know what I'm saying? 
Exactly. Yeah. And then, and, you know, the dance goes late. And what if you get in a conversation and you want to just, you know, continue the conversation? You don't have to worry about driving home. You don't have to worry about getting a drink. Right. You know, you can just enjoy yourself and um, be there for as much as possible. So we mm-hmm. even have like a morning rosary walks if people um, want to do that. And yeah, or get up in the middle of the night and go see Jesus in our 24 hour chapel. Yep. So. Yeah. And the rosary walk in that area, I mean, uh, you've seen it. It's such a pretty, pretty location with so much nature in that area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. And summer, you know, at the end of summer in Michigan, it's. I know a lot of people are making it their summer vacation. And yep. there's people that come back year after year. And, um, you know, there's it's, just, it's like a big family reunion, you know. And if you're yep. new, people are so welcoming that uh, you fit right in. So. Um, well, we're glad you're coming to southeastern Michigan, and we welcome one and all. I'm excited for you because it's a great area, and it's it's a beautiful. There's so much Catholicism here. We have a, a real hotbed of activity, and I'm so glad to hear you're going to St. Anne's. Uh, a friend of mine is, is the rector there, Monsignor Charles Kosanke. I'm sure he'll be uh, leading you around, and then you're going to the Henry Ford and Greenfield Museum, and you're, you're doing all the, the really cool things. The Slotus Casey Center is off the charts. You can go and pray at his tomb. Of course, he was beatified a few years ago, and just a beautiful place of prayer and peace right in the right in the inner city. It's in a very unique location. Then you're going to be right by downtown, and so maybe you can go to the Riverwalk and, and hang out uh, there and see the beautiful Detroit River and wave to our friends over in Canada, which is right there in Windsor. Anastasia, God bless you. I hope it's a sellout. You still have tickets left, so I would encourage folks to go to the nationalcatholicsingles.com website. Again, nationalcatholicsingles.com. And come to Michigan. We're nice in these parts. We really are. It's a beautiful state. And especially in the end of summer, just gorgeous in a beautiful area. Plymouth, Michigan is always a great little town, too. So if you want to do some fun shopping, they have uh, cute little shops there and great restaurants, including some really good Italian restaurants as well. National Catholic Singles Conference taking place in Plymouth, Michigan, just outside Detroit. A great event talking about the most important thing in our lives, our relationship with God. Our guest has been Anastasia Northrup. And keep us posted how it's going. You'll be happy to plug this again for you. It's August 25th through the 27th in Plymouth, Michigan at the St. John's Resort and Retreat Center. Be there or be square, as we say. Anastasia, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much, Teresa. All right. God bless. That's such a great lineup of speakers, too. And, and Pete Burek is amazing. He's a semi-regular guest on, on Catholic Radio and for good reason, working with Renewal Ministry. So good stuff. Check it out, nationalcatholicsingles.com. My goodness, time flies. 53 minutes past the hour. We'll be right back to let you know what's coming up on a Monday morning edition of Catholic Connection. Stay tuned. You and your spouse are invited to cruise with Royal Caribbean this January, along with Father Michael Schmidt, Archbishop Nauman, Al, Teresa, Dr. Ray, and many others. Get away with your spouse on a fun, relaxing, and rejuvenating cruise with inspiring speakers, daily mass, and endless memorable experiences. Father Michael Schmidt's comments, you'll encounter an amazing community of couples and speakers, and most importantly, you'll encounter Christ. More details at AveMariaRadio.net. Just click the travel link. As Catholic parents, we know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day. Get expert help with discipline issues. Self-care. Creating a stronger marriage. Living your faith at home. We're just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to the personalized expert support, 
support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get access to tons of creative resources. Check out entertaining videos that teach your kids to get along with each other and love the Lord. Downloadable activities. Monthly live parenting Q&As. A supportive community of faithful parents. And tons of other benefits like our exclusive Catholic Home Podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Remember, that's CatholicHOM.com. We can't Can't wait wait to to see you there. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network in this program, Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Coming up on Monday, don't want to miss it, we are going to get the scoop on a book that is about to be released, and it's all about the Church's teaching, the beautiful teaching on human sexuality. And this book is from a faithful brother in the Lord, John Birch, and the book is Loving God's Children, the Church and Gender Ideology. I can't wait to dive into this with him. We should have like three hours to be able to talk about everything that's going on, including the way the media are presenting this whole issue, which Annie and I discussed uh, earlier. We're also going to check in, of course, with Gail Buckley on a Monday for our Scripture Verse of the Week. Don't forget to check out all the details of the family celebration at EWTN.com. Have a blessed weekend, and good Lord willing, talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.